Welcome to the TikTok Podcast. The clock is always ticking, so let's synchronize our watches and dive in. I'm your host, Callie Brigham, and I'm here to help you make time for what matters. Hey, friends. Have you ever watched an episode of the reality cooking show? Nailed it. (laughs) Have you ever felt like maybe that is what's happening with some of the time management tips, particularly the weekly plan sheet that we've been talking about that you are in a real life episode of Nailed It? If you watch the show, the professionals create something completely beautiful and perfect. And then some amateurs come on the scene and they do their best. They do their very best to recreate this masterpiece. And the result, well, it's pretty funny. It's pretty humorous. It's basically a disaster. And actually, that's what makes the show charming. That's what makes people want to watch. Maybe because we feel like in some of our areas, we are just living out the real world version of Nailed It. So we're going to address if you feel like some of the tips, especially when it comes to the brain drain, the weekly plan sheet, just end up looking like you want to throw them in the trash and just either start over or say, forget it. I must not be good at this. Now, let me also clarify that I'm not talking about maybe a one-off or one of those weeks where you just needed to take a deep breath or you just needed a reset or just to say, wow, what happened? I'm not talking about one of those situations where maybe, you know, it was just a week that you just want to forget about. I'm talking more about habitual, come apart, fall apart, fail. Maybe you feel that this is becoming useless. Maybe week after week, it just doesn't seem like you're really finding that rhythm or following that plan. Maybe it seems like you're looking at everyone else and they have it figured out. Theirs looks pretty. Theirs looks like something they would want to show off. And yours just looks like something that all you can do is laugh, basically. You know, there is a recipe in some ways. There is a recipe for making sure that the the ingredients that you implement, I promise I won't go on this analogy the whole time, but the ingredients that you implement, that they work together, that it does seem like something that you can count on to get your finished product. You know, I remember when I was in middle school, we did this experiment. My best friend, Andrea and I, we made cookies. We made dozens and dozens and dozens of batches of cookies. And the idea of this experiment was for each particular dozen that we would leave out one ingredient. Then we knew them, we labeled them, but then we had our whole class try them and they had to guess what ingredient was missing. Now, some of them, it really wasn't easy. Things like vanilla. Yeah. They couldn't quite figure it out. (laughs) Things like sugar. Oh, you should have seen these middle schoolers like that. That was not tasty at all. So today, what I want to share with you are five ingredients that I think sometimes people leave out, they overlook, they maybe inadvertently don't add to their schedule, and it really ends up a recipe for disaster. So including these, I want to incorporate hopefully also a few ideas on making sure that you don't leave them out. So how's that sound? All right, we're, we're done with the baking and all about being in the kitchen focus here. We're going to, we're really going to get to the heart of it. And okay. I lied right before we do. I had one more thought that just came to my mind. 
because we've been together now. This is 12 episodes. What? Lucky 13 if you count the intro. 12 episodes. I have to say, I didn't really ever expect or know that I was going to get this far with it. And I hope that throughout the little thread that has brought all of them together so far, that you're understanding that the best thing to do, in my opinion, is that you take something from each episode and you maybe just add it. You maybe just try it out. You maybe see, try it on for size and see if it fits. Because I want you to think of all of the episodes so far as little superpowers, little superpowers that you're just adding to your life, not to make it restrictive, not to make it look like somebody else's, probably not even going to be perfect, but it does allow you to have some peace, some balance. It does allow you to be more productive or whatever it is that you're here looking for. Okay. Now let's get to the heart of it. We're talking about our weekly plan. And I will say, if you do not have a copy of my free printable, it is in the show excuse me, it is in the show notes and you can really easily just download that. You are good to go and you can follow along and either print out as many as you want. Or if you heard in one of our last episodes, you can laminate it, put it on the fridge and you just have that one weekly plan that you work with. All right. The reason I think that we have these fails in the weekly plan sheet boil down to two main components and they are some of them are internal fails and some of them are external fails. So I'm going to give you three internal, two external for a total of five fails that we're just going to call out. We're just going to shine some light on them and say, whoopsies, <laughs> I think I'm going to want to not fail at that. The first one is time estimation mistakes. I should have probably made that more alliterative or rhyming or something, but I think you'll remember it when I describe it. Time estimation mistakes is the pitfall of under or overestimating how long something will take. I'm going to give you a really drastic way to figure this out if you don't already have some ahas and light bulbs and say, oh yeah, that's where I have been messing up. Most of them are going to fall under the underestimating of time, but here is a way that you can really get the reality check. And this is doing your weekly plan sheet in reverse. So instead of pre-filling it out on what you plan on doing, you're going to have a blank weekly plan sheet come Monday morning. And every 30 minutes or hour, depending on how in-depth you want to get, you're going to write down what you just did. It's kind of like a food diary, but this is a time diary. I did this one time as part of a course for an entire month. I even was told to color code it and everything. So all the like things were color coded. So work was one color, um, social was one color, time with you know faith or whatever, all those things were one color. And then I had a bird's eye view at the end of the month to be able to see where my time was actually going. If you are already resisting this, I just want you to know, this is not a judgment. This is not an assignment. You don't have to turn this into teacher. It's a reality check. It's going to allow you to have a much clearer picture of how long things normally take. So you can have a more accurate weekly plan sheet. I mean, you're the one designing it anyways. You're the one telling your time where to go. And I have an example of that. I have an example of one of my friends. She decided that she was going to go ahead and give this a try. And she was always late. So if you think of like habitual weekly plan errors. Hers was she was always late to the next thing. Well, guess what? In her weekly plan in reverse, she discovered 
that it does not take her 30 minutes to get ready in the morning. It takes her an hour. It wasn't that she meant to be late. It wasn't that she was lazy. She just underestimated something pretty significant. Once she started putting that in her weekly plan sheet and giving herself an hour, then guess what? It wasn't an issue anymore. And underestimating could also mean, well, I'm just going to scroll social for 10 minutes. I mean, it's just 10 minutes. And when you do your weekly plan in reverse, whoops, that was an hour. Or I'm going to carve out one hour for this lunch appointment or this meeting. And in reality, it's more like an hour and a half or two hours. And that's where we get tripped up. It's not that we are, again, it's not that we are filling our schedule too much or that we are, you know, having some other time habit that's not helpful. It's simply just a matter of not knowing how long things really take. And the beauty of that is you can change that. You can give yourself a little wiggle room if necessary. You can go ahead and put the realistic time amount in there. You can stack appointments. So for example, if you know there's certain phone calls that just take a little bit longer than you really would like to intend, then why don't you make those phone calls on your way to another appointment so there is a distinct deadline, a distinct time where you have to end that task so that your time stays on track. The other side of the time estimation mistake would be overestimating. Now, this is a little bit more rare because oftentimes those things never even make it into your weekly plan because those are things we try to avoid. We think that's going to take way too much time. Therefore, I'm not even going to put it in. Or another scenario is when we give way more time to a task because we end up overthinking it. We're avoiding it. We're delaying it. When the actual task, if we just would do it, really doesn't take that much physical time. It's much more mental. I'll share an example of this in a few minutes. And if you're unsure about the most obvious negative result in this case, it is commonly known as procrastination. So the first fail that we have in our weekly plan sheet, and you can raise your hand and say guilty, guilty is a time estimation mistake. This is one of the biggest ones. And the again, the good news of this is this is easily fixable just with some awareness. So I want you to take that number one and say, yikes, if that is me, maybe I'll do a little case study on myself and see how long things are actually taking. Maybe it does take you longer to get to work than you realized. Maybe waiting on a grocery pickup does take a little bit more time. And you really just simply need to add that to your weekly plan. Number two is being overly ambitious with your plan. That can happen. You know, oftentimes we're feeling much more brave and courageous when we're setting the plan than when Monday morning actually hits. Or again, this is really about just opening our eyes to what's really happening. You know, it's easy to be ambitious and brave in the planning stage, but we're going to want a balance between that ambition and some practicality. Some questions for you in this case could be, is this the season to go for this, to go for this promotion, to go for this increase in amount of volunteering, to go for the taking on something where I'm saying yes to that has to do with furthering my career or furthering my ministry or furthering my influence? Does my time and my energy match my goal? And if it does not, something has to change. Either You've got to find some more time by eliminating other things, or it might be time to be realistic about your professional goal. So if you know that you know that you know that it's going to take 
80 hours a week working on your company or working on your business or working on that particular goal, but there are not 80 hours in that week and that weekly plan sheet when you really look at it, then you are going to continually be frustrated. So something's got to give. What is it? Is it the season for the yeses and nos or is it the season for the goal? Number three, and this is still internal. So this is still an internal audit. First was time estimation. Second was being overly ambitious. And, you know, give yourself some grace in this one too. I'm going to talk on further episodes about juggling and and cradling. And there's just frankly times where it's just a better yes for one thing or another thing. That's why we can't compare. Number three is falling back into old habits and dun, dun, dun. That ugly word of procrastination. There is a little healthy procrastination, but we're not talking about that one today. Falling back into the old habits and the procrastination means that we might have good intentions, but we have not fixed some of the core issues. And I'm going to start a series, most likely in January, on habits. Uh, Have I mentioned that I'm a James Clear fan? James, call me. Call me James. I I mean, it's, it's fine, James. Either way, I can be on your podcast or... You can be on mine. It's all good. (laughs) What the habit is really what is going to be the engine that drives what we do. Because we can be really excited about trying something new, but if we've not established the groundwork for the habit, then it's probably not going to follow through. And the biggest habit monster of them all, is that fair? They're all big, but one of the biggest monster Uh, habits is procrastination. And I'm going to just, I I mean, if we can't be real on here where we can be real, an example of this is packing for me. Remember that overestimating of time? Well, I think it needs hours and hours and hours because I spend way too much time thinking about that I have to do it and coming up with lots of ideas of avoiding it rather than actually doing it. I actually wrote this very podcast. And by the way, I don't like write it word for word, but I sort of summarize it. Because I would rather avoid packing. And when I was doing that, I was leaving for a trip in 16 hours, including sleeping time. And I was like, oh, let me find something else to do, like write a podcast, then pack. I just don't like it. I don't want to do it. So it becomes this giant time block in my weekly plan. Because if I would just buckle down and do it, it actually doesn't take that much time. I call this type of procrastination creative avoidance. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, maybe I need to scrub a toilet (laughs) instead. And all this out of my weekly plan sheet is completely off track because I am avoiding doing something. So solutions for me in this are things like accountability. I have a couple of girlfriends. They know I don't like it. I've got to reframe that, by the way. That's my own issue. So I will literally take a video or a picture of the couple of things I have laying on my floor in my bedroom and say, okay, I'm going to pack for 45 minutes. I'm setting my timer and I'm going to text you when I'm done and I'm going to tell you how far I've gone. Now, these people are not in my room. They're not going to call me in 45 minutes, but I have to stay accountable to the time that I'm invested. I try to make it better too. I give myself a reward. So maybe I listen to a podcast. I put my AirPods in and I listen to a podcast or I reward myself. For example, after I am done doing this and when I get done when I said I would, then I get to go on a date night with my husband or I get to watch the movie with the kids because I've accomplished it. So I try to make it better with that reward. Maybe I'll pour myself something yummy to drink and sip on a light a candle. And I will also try to remember that it is worth it. Wherever I'm going, it's worth it. 
But I will say someday when I'm this uber successful podcaster, I'm going to pay somebody to do that for me. Um, That's another one. You can buy more time, by the way. But we're talking about our weekly plan fails. Have any of these resonated so far? We're going to switch gears for the last two. These are external. These are extrinsic. These are things that are put on you based on other people, not just what's going on in your own head, your own brain, your own mind. So number four in this case would be allowing urgent matters to distract you. So they are, imagine they're like literally pulling you away from your weekly plan or they're saying, shiny ball, look over here, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. So I want you to take stock. What consistently throws you off? So what is it that consistently pulls you away? If it's something that has to do with other people's demands, other situations that just always seem to need you immediately and have that urgency, then maybe also you are doing them because you have not set previous deadlines. Maybe you could plan ahead a little bit more. Stephen Covey talks about the four quadrants. Hey, Stephen, call me. Uh, You can be on my podcast. I'll be on your podcast. (laughs) The four quadrants. He talks about things that are urgent and things that are important, things that are not urgent and things that are not important. And maybe you have a tendency to live in a world where things are always urgent, maybe not that important to you, but important to other people. So be aware of some of the things that distract you and maybe say, maybe I should have some pre-deadline deadlines so that I back things up a little bit more so things are not always like a chicken with my head cut off. And a way to do this is to ask yourself if you are honoring yourself and your time and your schedule, do you value yourself enough to respect your own time? I I mean, I could just pause on that for a second. Do you value and honor yourself enough to respect your own time? I mean, why would we expect anyone else to if we don't? If not, why not? What do you need to change to make that the case? Because you are worth it. Your time is important. Your time is valuable. And I want you to hold on to that. And maybe if there's nothing else from this podcast today, I know I'm talking to mostly women. Shout out to the couple guys that listen. You know, it is honorable. It is honorable to treat yourself with respect. Imagine if somebody else treated you (laughs) the way that you treat yourself. You would say, that is not somebody that I want to be around. That's not a kid that I would want to raise in that way. So are you taking on other people's emergencies? One way that you can handle that, let's say that this has been something that, wow, I'm just, I just always want to help. You know, they need my help and they need it right now. I think it's to be prepared with an answer. When this is not on your weekly plan sheet, you have taken the time to create and develop this ideal week. And now somebody else wants to steal that from you. Being prepared emotionally on what to say. And it could even sound something like this. Oh, friend, child, husband. Oh my goodness. Wow, that has to be really challenging that that's happening to you right now. I really wish there was more I could do. But I believe you can figure this out. Let me know what what happens. Or you could respond when you have it in your weekly plan sheet, when you have some time in your weekly plan sheet. And usually by the time you respond, they've already figured it out. So again, it's like, oh goodness, wow, that's gotta be really challenging that that emergency just came up. I wish there was more I could do, but I believe you can figure this out. Let me know what happens. I have a friend whose son 
always had an emergency that at lunch, he forgot his lunch or he forgot money for extra snacks or whatever. And he would call her and she would literally stop what she was doing. I mean, she left a lunch appointment with me one time to go to the school to leave money on his car, like the handle of his car. So he could come out and go grab something to eat. Well, we talked through this and eventually this was exhausting for her and she was never feeling like she was the master of her time. And so one day she did this. She said that to him. Oh no, honey. You know, wow, that's gotta be challenging. I bet you're hungry. I wish there was more I could do at the moment. There's not. So let me know what you figure out. And it took just a couple of times of doing that. And all of a sudden he manned up. I mean, he's in high school. He manned up and he figured out because he was hungry enough. He figured out what to do. You know, other urgent matters could be notifications. I turned my ringer on silent when Braden Brigham was born almost 15 years ago, and I never have turned it back on except for maybe a handful of times in all of that time because I want to be more proactive. I set my schedule for a reason. I love the Do Not Disturb or the Focus app. Speaking of apps, maybe it's time to delete some apps. And the thing is, maybe not forever, maybe just for this week. You know, if we're really intentional in this weekly, maybe just this week, I'm going to delete this app. And I might go through a little withdrawals. I might shake a little bit, but I can always put it back on my phone next week. And then the chances are you may not. And speaking of whether it is deleting or unfollowing, that may be the case too with that pesky social media. You know, maybe we are wasting our time with other people's lives and their weekly plans that bring you no value and probably even make you feel less than. And that leads me to the next one, which is really similar to number four, and that's number five, and that's people that are distracting you and derailing your focus. So this is specifically people. The other one is just in general, urgent matters. Again, notifications or lack of deadlines or lack of being willing to say no. But this one is literal people. Now, a solution to people distractions and derailing could be as simple as making sure those people see your schedule. Make it obvious. Put it on the fridge. Have a little family meeting if you want to the beginning of every week and just go over everyone's week so that they can see in black and white where you're going to be and when you're going to be and when they can put their time in there. You know, there are times when I think my kids think I don't work, right? And I say that tongue in cheek, but they can think, I mean, at at the core of it, we all are a little bit about ourselves, right? And they might think that I'm at their beck and call. So this is important that they know when I'm available. It's not taking something away from them. It's not saying that I don't have time for you. It's saying this is when I have time for you. So maybe that's a paradigm shift. All these things are not saying I don't care about anybody else but myself, right? What this is saying instead is I do care. And because I care and because I'm so intentional, this is the time that I have available. I will just say, because I'm not the expert, and my girl Molly, um, who you heard in episode nine, she is the expert. So if you want to go back and listen, again, about having boundaries or when to say no or how to say no or that no is a complete sentence, then I would highly recommend that you go. And the last part of this people and distraction conversation definitely has to do with expectations our own expectations on ourselves and people and theirs on us. So I'm going to just do a little cheat, little tease for you in a future episode, a future Friday feature bonus. I talked to one of my girlfriends. Her name is Chatney and she has the absolute best story ever. You are going to have the best nuggets. This is like superpower. I mean, the old, one of the ultimate superpowers here on this expectation conversation. So stay tuned for that because I was going to just tell you the story and I realized her telling the story is so much more powerful. 
So recapping and finishing everything up here, that nailed it. Remember that show, right, that we talked about at the beginning? It doesn't always look pretty, and they're an amateur for a reason because they're just getting started. But it takes some practice, and it takes some time, and it takes some good laughs, and it takes not being hard on yourself and saying, well, that didn't work out very well, did it? I really missed an ingredient in there. And I want you to know it's normal. And some of those make the best stories. I love the stories of the whoops. And so if you are feeling like, wow, everyone else that listens to this podcast, they have it all figured out. Well, I, for one, am the first one in line to say, nope, I'm not, but I am about progress. I am about solutions. I am about some tools in my toolkit, some superpower capes that I throw on for different things. And I know that that is part of this. It's just part of the process. So think about the weekly plan fails that are most common. There's a lot more. I originally came up with a list of 10, but that would have been a really long podcast episode. And I just want you to tackle one of them. Maybe you look at where your time overestimating, underestimating is happening. Maybe you're like, wow, I was a bit too ambitious just going to bring that down a notch. Maybe you're thinking, oh goodness, here come my old habits, my procrastination rearing their ugly head. And I'm just going to take one of those and I'm going to replace it, or I'm going to better that. Of course, we have the external pieces of things where it's other people, other distractions. And so that's just an awareness and an honoring and an honoring of yourself. So to finish up today, I just want to remind you, grab that printable in the show notes if you need it. I also want to remind you that because of all the feedback, I am taking on a wait list a couple of clients that do want that one-on-one experience. So you can go to my website, you can contact me through there, or you can DM me too. I mean, it's just me, right? And looking forward to our next Friday feature bonus coming up. I'd love for you to be part of our community. We have a vibrant community, our TikTok tribe. And I just appreciate you being along for this ride. So put together your masterpiece, whether on the outside it looks great or whether it's got some work to do. That's what we're here for. We're going to celebrate each other and you just make it an amazing week. Thanks for being part of this. Thank you for joining me on the TikTok podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. Your feedback fuels our mission to help you master your time. Set your alarm for our next episode. And until then, make every moment count.